I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, I had to stop you before the podcast started because uh, we were talking about the weather. And yeah. it was really interesting. And I thought, you know what? Our listeners would enjoy this. Yeah. You always start a conversation with the weather. I heard hey, there was a... How's the weather like? I heard there was a microburst. There was. There was a microburst. What's a microburst? In, in Phoenix. I think it's a, a lot of weather in a short amount of time. So anything. There yeah. Could I, be don't like know, a, I don't know how you define a microburst. A microburst of blizzard or a microburst of, I don't know, tornado. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a farts microburst. <clears throat> is, that, is that a thing? Is that a weather I think pattern? so, yeah. Um, there's a fart front moving in? <laughs> yes, a warm front. Um, yeah, there was. While, while you were away, because you went on a little trip, a, a herm- hermitage. Yeah. Right, you took some peyote and took your pants off. Um, there there was some weather. And uh, I was with, with Corinne uh, at a play, and we had a little table set up with some of our wares. Corinne did some... Uh, masks and prints and such. Did the, and did the power go out? No, it didn't. But the building that we were in, it was a complete uh, glass facade. So all the doors were glass, that really thick, heavy glass. Um, and we had to lock them because they kept opening um, because of the microburst. And I, I guess what happened is one of the windows blew out and fell down from... 10 stories up above. Did anybody get killed? No one got killed. Then I'm not interested in No one story. got hurt. Sorry. I only like weather stories where somebody gets hurt. Oh, okay. No, none of that happened. Or somebody, we, interestingly, fails to get hurt, like when that woman tried to commit suicide by jumping off the Empire State Building and a freak gust of wind blew her back into the building and she survived. That's a real thing? That is a real thing. When did that happen? Uh, Probably the 70s. The 50s. The oh. 10s. 1910. Okay. 1910. I don't know. Like when it was very novel to jump I'm off of the really Empire State just Building. Just listing decades at this point, <laughs> okay. like I do. I saw I saw a funny car today. Not not like a funny car. Although the State Fair is coming up soon, we could go see the funny cars. That's true. I don't know. Do, the, do they have funny cars at the State Fair? I don't know. With animals or clowns? I, well, I don't think that's. I think a clown car and a funny car are two different. A funny car is like a car that the chassis of the car lifts is up a joke. And lets you see. Yeah, it's like it's like a popsicle stick. You know, uh-huh. where you eat the popsicle and there's a hilarious uh, joke on yeah, it. Yeah, it tells you. Or it's a car that's like the wrapper to a laffy taffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this car that I was driving behind, I was I stopped at a stoplight, so I saw it for a while. So he had all these bumper stickers on his car. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which was. Uh, goddess worshiper so i was like okay this dude is wiccan and then another oh, was one a guy was, driving uh, it was a guy okay was a guy driving uh, and then there were a couple of like big paw print stickers that said uh i i love my big dog oh. and who adopted who question mark i'm like all right so the guy's a wiccan and a dog lover sure and then a third bumper sticker that was confusing to me uh, it says tailgate me comma roll for damage which you know, I saw that same bumper sticker last week on a different car. I think that it it has to be like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing, right? Like it has to be about rolling dice to right. figure out how much damage you sustain. So I'm like, okay, so the guy's a Wiccan dog lover who's into uh, tabletop role playing games. Fourth bumper sticker: I'll keep my guns, money, and freedom. You keep the change, and change was in quotes. Uh, because it was a specifically anti-Obama bumper sticker. So I'm like, all right. Wow. So this guy is a Wiccan, dog-loving, tabletop role-playing game-playing Republican. Um, wow. Yeah. 
And, huh. then, he, and then he went to a gas station. So he also was, you know, supporting the military industrial complex sure. by well, buying yeah. petroleum products. Jeez. Right. I pulled my, I pulled my uh, Prius into the thrift store. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't. A Prius runs on gas. Your garbage my, run. My Tesla. Yeah, my uh, my my VW bus that's been mm-hmm. altered to run. Yeah, on your DeLorean from the future yeah. that runs on garbage, garbage peels. Yeah, you'd think Banana they'd run peels. out of garbage in the future. Garbage peels aren't a thing, right? Banana peels okay. that go into garbage. No, are it's a thing. like you you get a nice plump garbage at the, at the grocery store. Oh, you store. have to no, take, you, take the you, you peel off. Out, you knock on yeah. it to see if it's ripe. Yeah, you you roll it around a little bit to loosen up the skin, and then you yeah. you peel it and get. To the sweet garbage inside. Yeah, uh, we saw a movie. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we, first we time actually I ever went together. Went to uh, one of these screening things that we got access to because of our media credentials. Yeah, that and I weird. went to the wrong theater. I felt like such a fraud. Did you? Yeah, we're not fucking press. <laughs> they were like, "No, it's okay. He's press. You don't have to run the metal detecting wand along his his body." Well, because you're not going to record it and then sell it to someone, sell it to YouTube. Wait, I wasn't supposed to record it. I think that's what people do. Yeah, they sell it to YouTube. YouTube just has those guys that they send out asking people, "Hmm, yeah, <laughs> got any videos?" They, they stand outside the screening theater and and buy videos, right, fresh off the presses. <laughs> Um, I kind of felt like a fraud because I went to the wrong theater and my name wasn't on the list. Because there was no list? No, there was a list. They were doing a screening also. Um, I don't know to what, but uh, they asked me, so who are you with? And at that point, (laughs) I thought, oh, yeah, the jig is up. I'm not actually with anyone. I said, I'm in a podcast. I'm with my wife. She's right (laughs) here. Yeah. Her name's Corinne. And then we shook hands and went out for beers. Uh, they were going to let us in anyway. They they said, oh, okay, well, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, because I knew. Yeah, they didn't ask me for ID or anything. Yeah. I just, if, so the trick is knowing a name that is on a list, and mm-hmm. then you can get into anywhere. And the list is right on their little podium. So you just walk up, look down, and say, I am that person. All right, Frank Zappa. Yeah. Frank Zappa is always on a list. He always he's always at the bottom too. It's really easy to find his name. Yeah. That was like part of his contract. Sure, always like, be at the bottom. Oh, well, to just be to on have every a Z list. name. Yeah, like he was oh. like, listen, I'm not releasing any more albums right. unless the world signs this deal with me where I'm on the bottom of every list. Right. Yeah. So we saw Moneyball. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, I really like enjoyed a, it. I like a baseball movie. Mm-hmm. I like a Jonah Hill movie. Yeah. I like a Jonah Hex starring Josh Brolin. Yeah. Did you see that? No. No, I've never seen that. I don't know if I would like it. Um, it might be bad good. You know who? Uh, you know who's good at things? Josh Brolin. Yeah, he is good at things. Goonies. So he, he might be good at, at being a he- hexen. Um, I like Brad Pitt's performance. I thought it was pretty good. And he also kind of reminds me of Robert Redford now as he gets older. Yeah. Kevin always talks about how Spy Game was sort of like the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid moving on another generation because Butch Cassidy had Paul Newman with Robert Redford as his sort of protege. And then Spy Game had Robert Redford with Brad Pitt as his sort of protege as a younger actor. Okay. He'd characterize them as similar. I don't know. Kevin has a lot of dumb ideas about (laughs) things, so might not be going anywhere at all. I don't know. I mean, I did like that movie. But I I didn't think of it in those terms, you know. I was there a scene you where really jumped off of a thing yelling shit? No. I guess there's a sequel to uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, where they finally finish yelling the word shit. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, <laughs> they get to the T part and then they die. Yeah. Um, no, it's where 
one of them survives. I don't know which. And it's sort of his later years. And he goes on an adventure with maybe a girl. It's kind of like True Grit. Okay. Something. I saw a preview. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll find out. And then I will uh, write it on a post-it note and put it somewhere in the office so that you can find it. I'm, uh, I'm dubious about the quality of that film. Was it written by William Gold... Goldblum? Sterned. I, who's the guy? Who's that guy? William Goldman? Uh, I don't know. The guy who wrote The Princess Bride and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gold, Goldfield. Golden Books. Jeff Little Gold, Golden Books. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I, don't, I never knew what that guy's name Bob was. Bob Goldthwait. <laughs> yeah. Wrote, wrote that screenplay. Won uh, several Pulitzers. Sure. Yeah. That guy's good. Yeah. Uh, what what else have you been up to, Roy? Um, well, that was that was kind of the the thing. No, I actually I did do a weird thing. Um, our friends uh, Dave and Maggie invited us over to dinner, Corinne and I, and uh, we hadn't really seen them in uh, a couple of years, maybe. I, I'd seen David, but not really Maggie. I bet what you didn't do is get rip roaring drunk. No, we didn't because uh, they don't they don't drink anymore. But you know, like I don't really care about that. Um, Boy, I do. Really? No, it didn't matter. Um, Why go anywhere if you can't drink? <laughs> is, that, is that why you always stay at home? Yeah, you can always drink there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, if you have have alcohol. But um, right. so we had. Who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, we went over to their house for dinner and we hadn't seen them in a very long time, but I didn't really understand like what the deal was. And any of the words that they were saying, no, I didn't. They were speaking some new language. That yeah. They, they were up. speaking in tongues and, uh, you know, conversation was, was stunted. Were they waving snakes around? <laughs> they were. And then we ate them and you know what? Tastes like chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Maggie works with a guy at the, the special tea shop or uh, restaurant. I don't know which she has two jobs. Like I don't a specialty know which... shop or a special tea shop? A specialty tea shop. Like a t-shirt? No, they sell tea. Like a tea top for, tea. Your, for your 1957 Ford T-top mobile. Yeah. I don't know. I don't T-top know what kind of cars mobile. have tea tops. I'm assuming it's a Ford T-top mobile. Yeah. Uh, 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 Jamin's uh, Trans Am has T-tops. Right. Yeah. It did, right? Didn't he get rid of that? Oh, yeah. He totaled it. Yeah. He just had a one-person accident on the freeway and spun around. And <laughs> really totaled it by himself? Yep. Wow. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty less, great. I mean, it's a skill. Trans Am, you know. It's got to go out in style. I mean, the Trans Am provides a lot of uh, the Trans Am provides a lot of what's necessary to total a Trans Am. Right, we, it's we a Trans Am. We can't, uh, you know, undervalue the car's contribution. Yeah. When was the last time you saw an old Trans Am? Yeah, that's probably the last time you saw one. There was um, a Corvette show uh, when I was okay. when I was up in the mountains on my Hermitage. Okay, a lot of Corvettes. It's extremely boring. You know, that's really strange. On on your Hermitage, there was a Corvette show. Yeah. Where were you? Out in the desert. <laughs> Weird. I might, might have been hallucinating all of the Corvettes. <laughs> okay. Corvettes normally have like sort of snake faces on the hoods mm-hmm. that talk to you, right? Did the Corvettes have pants on? Uh, no. No. They, some of them had bras. Uh, sport, yeah. Sometimes bras. cars have bras, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, last night, Corinne and I are driving home from this play that we were selling uh, stuff at. And there was a truck that had truck nuts, right? Mm-hmm. And it had been a very long time since I'd seen some truck nuts on a truck and also sort of like plasticky, fleshy ones. 
And uh, I don't really enjoy truck nuts to start <laughs> with, but they're really little in comparison to the size of a truck. Like really, if, if your truck was supposed to have nuts, they should be as big as, you know, a hubcap, I think. Right? Well, I, I mean, how big are your nuts? Isn't that com- kind of demeaning? How big are your nuts compared to you? Although I guess a truck, like, so a set of truck nuts is maybe twice as big as a regular dude's nuts. And a truck is way more than twice as big exactly. as a dude. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good Maybe point. I'm exaggerating with the hubcap, but at least like the size of a cat. Okay. Right. Like a good size grapefruit or a grapefruit with a cat inside. Sure. And also, you never see, uh, you know, like truck vaginas. Yeah. Why don't you see those? I, why I, Why don't you see some some labia majora you could, yeah, hanging you could, down? I mean, you could just stick a fleshlight in the tailpipe. Oh, Although okay. I guess that would, like, in, in, in the style of Beverly Hills Cop, make the truck stop working properly. I So, I sort of hate the idea of truck nuts. I... <sighs> but you don't want to um, keep anyone from expressing well, themselves well, if they really want to. I sort of do. Like, I feel like it's sort of silly that you can't have a swastika on your truck, but you can just have some balls, mm-hmm. you know? I, you couldn't just have a picture of a naked woman painted on your truck. Sure. But you can have these balls. I, it's not that can I Can you think, have a picture of balls on your truck? I don't think like so. Like on the hood? I don't know. That's a good question. I, you know, whatever. I'm against censorship, but what I'm especially against is like inconsistent application of censorship laws that would prevent me from seeing things that I just found really tasteless. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do support truck nuts if, if you rig up a kill switch so that if you kick the truck nuts, the truck's engine stops working. (laughs) (laughs) Or it flips over. Oh, that would be better. (laughs) If you could manage to kick, like if you were on a motorcycle and you could like sweep up behind a Uh truck as it's going down the freeway, you kick the nuts and the truck just flips. Oh, that'd be great. And and then puts its tires between its other tires. Anyway, you were hanging out with uh, Dave and Maggie. Oh, yeah. So so, um, the this guy who works with her um, now works for this company called Salad Master and they have a line of cookware, right? So they come to your home. And you set up like this date and they cook for you and show you the benefits of their really fancy cookware. Um, Which, you know, immediately I was kind of angry (laughs) about being at this thing. And, you know, I really enjoyed seeing Dave and Maggie. And it was what was strange about is that um, we couldn't really talk to them. It was more about the demonstration. And then once it was over, you know, we we hung out there for another hour and they showed us around and so on. Uh, I was not willing to spend $10,000 on the set of uh, fancy cookware. It was a $10,000 set. Of if you want to get the super deluxe one, I mean, I the guess starting you, one is 3000 I mean, I guess you only have to sell, you know, one a month. Sure, sure. Make a pretty good salary being a total asshole for a living. <laughs> Well, they weren't the ones uh, doing it. No, right? cut, I'm talking about salad oh, master. Oh, sure, what sure. Were the cut, is it Cutco? It's like, made out of titanium. Like uh, there were things about it that were very impressive. I don't care. Okay. And really, neither do you, and neither does anyone else. You know, like you know what you need to make a salad. Like maybe you need a knife that costs like a fucking it's, dollar at the th- store. That's what it's called. It's not really about the salad stuff. It's about the. Um, Roy, have you ever? had a problem cooking anything have you ever have you ever been in your kitchen look i keep yourself, cooking and uh, i wish i had thousands boxes. of dollars worth of worth of cookware. 
<laughs> you just put a cardboard box on. I mean, it was fine when you had an electric stove because it heated up gently enough. Sure. That you could just, yeah, you and know, it cooks the food. The, keep the cardboard wet. Right. You need to just keep the acids away from the from your food, and with it's a, fine. With a gas stove, that's it's, not going to. It's fly. much like, harder to do, and I don't. Yeah. Why? There must be a better way. So often, I mean, a, a hobo will live in a cardboard box, and then his first step up is a building that literally costs thousands of dollars. Exactly. So what you're thinking is, you go from cooking in a cardboard container yes. to, you know, well, I'm, it must be, I must need to buy like a house. Sure. For, to put on my stove. To exactly. Cook this stuff. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, okay. So maybe it made sense. Thanks, yeah. Dave. That was really cool of you to invite Roy to this party. It wasn't Dave's fault. It was actually really, really great to see them. Okay. He showed, so. he showed me this awesome uh, thing that he's working on, which is a cast skull. Was oh, it Amway? <laughs> this is this awesome thing he's working on? No. He wants to give you an opportunity to get involved early because, boy, you guys stand to make a lot of money. No, it, it was this uh, cast skull that he, he made out of wax, and uh, he's planning on uh, making some espresso makers using the brass cast skulls where you actually use the jaw um, to put your coffee grounds Ooh, in, and can, it locks in. He can sell those to steampunk baristas. Yeah. Or, or maybe like ghost rider baristas ghost rider baristas yeah yeah and like i'm a, sure there's a huge like, market no for like that. if you want okay so uh, listen mm-hmm. let's say you're a guy who doesn't have a home but does have a harley davidson and right. you just live in your that harley does davidson. happen a lot you just ride around and you live in your harley davidson you want some espresso but mm-hmm. you don't want some faggoty espresso maker that's on true the hoodie or hog yeah i don't think they have hoods but still on the the monk <laughs> flap <laughs> yeah the so tank flap you get one of these you get one of these mm-hmm. skull ones and you're like yeah look at me i'm badass and then exactly you, you like riding you, down the road you don't drink out of the tiny little cup with your pinky up you i don't know you drink it out of like another skull oh a different skull yeah 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 a real human skull yeah that one's the real one the, this one is brass so that i can make the coffee speaking of real human skulls you know who has real human skulls roy who our listeners oh they you do know, you know what they have rattling around inside those real what? human skulls of theirs questions problems situations that they need our help with and roy i think yeah. we should help them but uh, before we get to those questions what let's have a cocktail okay Roy, you might say that this week's uh, cocktail has a kick. Yes. You might, if you're prone to making dumb jokes, because this week's mm-hmm. cocktail, the Moscow Mule. Mm-hmm. It's uh, pretty good. It's, uh, it is. Recipes varied quite a bit uh, in terms of As the proportions. With yeah. many, many drinks we have found. The way we made it was one part vodka, one part lime juice, three parts ginger beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I don't really like ginger beer, but I like this um, cocktail. I do. I, I really like drinks with ginger beer mm-hmm. and drinks without... Uh, other ingredients other than ginger beer. Oh, so drinks that are just a glass of ginger beer. Yeah, I guess. What do you call those? Uh, ginger beer. Oh, yeah. Th- that cocktail is really great. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this cocktail. It's really? Other tasty. than it's delicious? Uh, what we are, we're not doing is serving it in a copper cup, which is what you're supposed to. Sure. Why kettle. are you supposed to serve it in copper? I don't know. That's all they could afford in so Russia. So you get all the copper in, into your system? Yeah, yeah. You need some heavy metal poisoning to really, truly appreciate the kick of the Moscow Mule. That's the kick they're talking about. It's the kick of... Uh, I don't know. I could make up some disease that copper gives you... Uh, scabies. The copper gives you scabies. Yeah. I think scabies are actually like a little bug, right? Are they like chiggers? 
Sure. They- I, I once got a chigger. Yeah? Yeah. Did they, they, I was going to ask if they had chiggers where you grew up. Sometimes I talk about chiggers and people just assume that it's some racial slur that they don't know. No, I, I got, uh, when I was attacked with chiggers was in Arizona, actually. Hmm. And uh, I was maybe 13 or 14. And um, uh, for the weekend, I was at my parents' ranch and got chiggers um, on me. And one of them had <laughs> burrowed because they, they burrow into your skin and burrowed into my nutsack. Nice. Right in the middle, right at the seam. Oh, cool. Right there. Right. Right there where the good Lord split you. <laughs> yeah. Or put me together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I had to, you know, because you put oil on it, like baby oil. So, <laughs> so your mom had to oil your nut sack? No, I did it. I did it myself, but... Well, you were uh, doing that anyway. You know, it, it rubs off, so you have to keep reapplying to it vigorously. <laughs> yeah, on your, on your balls. That's, yeah. 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 And around, you know, you so don't you, know if so I missed a spot. So that you can suffocate the chigger, right? Like right. You put and then it dies in your body and then your body, your body just makes it, you know, like, uh, de- breaks it apart. Did you notice chiggers coming out when you peed from? No, from I didn't. Would Does you, that happen? Would you have been able to tell? Have you ever peed know. chiggers? What happens? What happens? Is that a saying? You, I have to pee so bad. Oh I man, go. I gotta go piss chiggers. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I always wondered what it means. What does it mean for your body to reabsorb something? Like, why does your body have the capacity to just absorb bugs that are underneath? I don't your know. Skin? Why doesn't it just spit them out? Yeah. Why don't you get a bl- you know like I like a blister that'll burst or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I, my my grandmother once uh, went to the hospital because her foot hurt, and they found a thorn that had broken off in her foot when she was a child, and they had to really? surgery, yeah surgically remove this thorn that had just worked its way up in there, and that didn't get absorbed. Huh. Why is a thorn so special? And a, a chigger? Oh, but your body's like, mm, want some of that? Chigger, delicious. Thorn, fuck that. Uh, maybe it's a cellulose in the plant matter that your body can't break down and it can break down the other stuff from a bug. It's a guess. I don't know. Okay. There's probably a listener out there who What's actually up? knows about these things. What's up, science? <laughs> cellulose. Is that something you learned from Alton Brown? Look, I know because ping pong balls are made out of that oh. stuff. Do they burn? They burn awesome. Cool. Have you ever burned a ping I've pong never ball? A ping pong ball? Oh, you got to do that. Yeah, I've also never shot one out of my vagina or seen one shot out of a vagina. I haven't either. I bet that would be pretty entertaining. I, I bet, bet it, it actually would be. wouldn't be pretty entertaining. I bet I would see it and I would be like, "Really wish I hadn't driven all the way over here to, just to see that <laughs> to Thailand yeah. in order to see that." Yeah. This woman, this woman shot some ping pong balls out of her <laughs> vagina and then tried to sell me some sure. Tips. But you know, I hear they have these machines where you can just watch videos of that kind of thing oh, all I the time. Say, just a machine, like a like a pitching machine for yeah, ping pong balls. Yeah, it's so a vagina <laughs> ping pong shooting machine. You don't actually have to hire. Yeah, a, a, you, you can just a, have a one shot at you anyway to shoot ping pong balls. Right, you get a, a blow up doll, put it around this machine, and then you, you know you fill the rest in with your imagination. I mean, I know that you can play ping pong by yourself if you just set up a half a ping pong table against a wall but who can afford right. that yeah that's true that's how i played ping pong by myself because you didn't have any friends exactly yeah i was your friend Roy. i would have played ping pong with you i think maybe we tried once yeah we were just both so bad at it that we decided you know what let's, let's just go get high <laughs> i don't care if i die when i'm 30 i'm not gonna play ping pong anymore <clears throat> um you know when when we were getting high around those days, only only the dankest of nugs would do. Right? That's true. We insisted on only the dankity, top shelf, the dankity dankest of. I'm talking, I'm talking like you can see the THC like military on grade, it. 
like the sticky purple hairs. Mm-hmm. That's what we that's what yeah. we were into. Yeah. And now that that stuff doesn't exist, we've stopped. Really? Did they stop making did they stop I making think they the stopped sticky making purple it. hairs? Yeah. Now it's all just like a brownie from the dispensary. Yeah, it's gross stuff. Yeah. Diluted. Should we get to some questions? Yeah, let's get to those. All right. We got some left over from last week, correct? They're not left over. They were in our vault. Uh, Doskia says, where can I buy a postcard so that I can write something funny on it and send it to you? Would have thought post office, but no. Well, no, you buy postcards at attractions. Oh, you do. You have to travel around. That's a new question, but you have to travel around uh, and collect uh, postcards just like memories. Anywhere that sells a shot glass with a name on it probably also sells a postcard. Hey, why haven't we made that into a thing? People should write their question on a shot glass and send us the shot glass. No, then it'll be a shot. <laughs> send us a shot in the middle, like a flu shot? Yeah. No. No, like a shot of vodka. <laughs> oh, okay. A shot glass is what I'm okay. saying. Okay. I see. Like the shot heard around the world. Mm-hmm. And now it's a shot of vodka? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Or, this, or, or Gordon's gin or Beefeater gin. It's really loud. Yeah, the Beefeater. It's got that gun right on the... Right on the label. That's what that gun's about. Okay. It's started not making sense pretty early. Sure. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, a- anywhere you want, Doskia. Just, just you know. You go to a convenience store and they will sell postcards. Go to a tourist shop and they will sell postcards. No, I got the perfect place. A swap meet. Okay. They have all right, kinds of cards. Right, you can get some antique postcards. Yeah, maybe like, some naked, some French postcards. Ooh, some French postcards, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you that's know what, what I, we mean when we're saying French, don't yeah. you? Yeah. We used to, that's what we used to, that used to be the euphemism for masturbating. I'm going to go French postcard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This one guy just but would don't, make out But don't with, send us that. Would make out with regular postcards. He would like cut a hole in, I don't know, like the mouth of the Mona Lisa, mm-hmm. make out with it. And he's like, check it out, French in a postcard. <laughs> and then he put his dick in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what you always do yeah, to the Mona jokes Lisa. Jokes on him because that was a that was a self portrait of Michelangelo, right? <laughs> it was oh. like, what would I look like if I were female? Right. And then, haha, that dude's mm-hmm. getting blown by Michelangelo. Have you ever done that? Uh, painted a portrait of yourself as a woman? I've never painted uh, anything, so no. Really? Not even the fence when you were practicing to be the Karate Kid? <laughs> I, I did, but I kept having to unpaint it so that I would learn how to block. <laughs> I see. Um, no, I don't I, think that I've ever made a painting. Really? You've made a lot of paint. You're, you forget, Roy, that you're a professional artist and sure. I'm not. Huh. Although, I've never thought of that as a thing that one would not do is ever, uh, paint, not paint. I think people used to do it avocationally more. Like my grandma took like a painting class hmm. and painted some landscapes. She was okay. Yeah. Right? But I see, like, I go to somebody's house and it's like, oh, yeah, my grandma painted that. And it's kind of crappy. But yeah, it's a like, lot of grandparents oh, have painted things. Yeah, but I haven't painted any. I haven't had hmm. any grandkids either. Maybe oh, that's well, it. that's it. You're missing You're missing the grandkids. Some sort of genetic thing that triggers right. after your balls know, okay, all right, got two generations out there, time to start painting. Sure, because right now um, your biological drive is to have progeny. So oh, right. once so they're out, then then you can yeah exactly. I don't want to paint don't anything waste, except waste like it. a white splotch on the inside of a vagina. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, with your special brush. Yeah. All right. Zach asks, "I am looking to get into cigar smoking." Oh, this is a question for you, Zach. It's a question from me, Roy. <laughs> it is. This was you. 
I am already an avid avid cigarette and pipe smoker, but I do not know how, how to go about finding a nice, affordable, everyday cigar to smoke. I think you mentioned uh, one on an old KOL radio podcast, but I searched the transcripts and could not find it. Any help would be much appreciated. If you want to smoke cigars regularly, don't buy them anywhere except the internet. Um, really? That's well, how I, you buy cigars? I started smoking uh, I started smoking cigars one year when we were in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is expensive. And then I came home to Phoenix, and the cigars in that cigar shop were half the price of the ones, the same cigar in San Diego. And then I looked online, and online they were half the price of the cigar shop. Wow. Yeah. So where so, do you go next in order to get half of the I think you make the your internet. Own, you make your own cigars out of garbage. Oh, okay. it's like where we're going, we don't need the internet, right? And then you just pick up you pick up a garbage peel and you wrap it around some moist moist fragrant garbage. Yeah, and, and then you just, smoke li- that. just light the end. Yeah, huh? And maybe you have to bite off the end though, right? Maybe or threw away cut some it off. Weed. Right, and get super ripping stoned. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so the internet is is well, where you're supposed to get cigars. You, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Okay. And what do sometimes, you smoke? Sometimes you go to the county fair. You know, the stuff that I the stuff that I smoke on a daily basis, you can you can get at Walgreens actually. There, the so there are like super cheap cigars, like you know the like your Swisher Sweet, like your cigars that are clearly just designed for like the urban crowd to roll roll Split blunts, Swiss. right? Uh, and would like because no one would ever smoke it mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, very top end of that range, like with the Dutch masters and, and that kind of thing is these, uh, Macanudo ascots in a little tin. It's 20 bucks at Walgreens, 10 bucks. If you get it online, mm-hmm. you have to buy 10 tins though. So it's really a hundred bucks for a okay. hundred cigars. Sure. But it's a real deal. Yeah. They're not, uh, they're not hand rolled. So that's the thing. Like they're cheap because they are machine rolled. Hmm. They're, they're like, and they often, but that means like they're from the future they because are. the machine yeah, does it's like it. a robot. Like, you know, so you can't buy things from Cubans, but so you can like buy Bender. things from robots. Yeah. Problem with them is that they are often, there are, there are occasional like inconsistencies, manufacturing or? defects. Mm-hmm. Like you, there'll be one that's unsmokable because the wrapper's not connected all the way or whatever. Huh. Like it, it doesn't happen that often, but every once in a while you'll just get a bad, bad box of them. Uh, I like, uh, I like a, a nice cheap cigar. That's pretty good. Are these, uh, there's these Hoyo de Monterey, uh, and they come with like a little slab, little slab of wood. What am I trying to think of? Like, what do a you call box? it? Like a, no, no. It's like a sleeve made of wood, like a sliver, like a sheet, like a wood. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's you're like trying a, to say. Like a hula hoop, only wood. Okay, a ring of wood. Flat, like a tube. I think there's a word that starts with SL that describes the thing. That, a that, slinky yes, made of wood? It's a slinky made of wood. Uh, yeah, they, they, they come in various size. So most of the, uh, like something that confused me when I first oh, started smoking Oh, a slancho. Cigars. Yes, a slancho. Uh, most of the words about cigars don't mean anything except the size. So uh-huh. that, like there are certain, there are certain words that are, that mean the color. Mm-hmm. Uh, which also uh, describes some characteristics of the tobacco. Like, can you give us they, an example? Well, so like a Maduro is like a dark. They use the sort of top leaves of the tobacco plant as the uh-huh. wrapper that have they get a lot of sun, so they they darken and they get like mm. oily and they taste. Well, they're mature. They taste like stronger, but they don't have the sort of like sour taste of lighter. Mm-hmm. Lighter ones. I think Robusto is one beyond robust. Maduro. Yeah, robust. That's what that. You, it, it sounds kind of like tequila, right? Yeah. Because you would like your white tequila is the 
the youngest tequila, so it's much harsher. Mm. And then you have like the sure, you know, as as they get older and darker. They describe although people always say that the darker ones are harsher and stronger. And I don't know why that is. The the lighter the lighter brown ones, like what you typically think of when you think of a cigar, always taste kind of sour to mm-hmm. me. Like not the smoke. The smoke is the smoke is mostly all just like a mixture of tobacco leaves, the the, the filling on the inside, so it kind of doesn't matter. But the actual taste, like when you have your mouth on the wrapper, the lighter ones taste sour to me and, and are gross. Hmm. Um, but almost all of the words are just about the size or shape of of the cigar. Like mm-hmm. a Churchill is the size of cigar that Churchill used to smoke, and I have and no became idea what the a standard. Fuck they called it before that because what that's weird. Sure. Yeah. Maybe it um, wasn't as standardized when Churchill was smoking. I don't know that it's all that standardized now. There's mm-hmm. some consistency in the way that they're described, but it's all, I don't know, man. You go into a cigar shop and you talk to somebody and they're just an asshole. Right. Invariably. So, like, so just fuck, go man. to the internet. It's, like, it's, it's probably like going to an indie record store. Every once in a while you see that magazine that's just like cigar asshole. And then there's a picture of like, I don't know, Chaz Palminteri smoking a cigar. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, he's one, he looks like Joe Montaigne. <laughs> Okay. Sort of. I think Chaz Palminteri was the detective in The Usual Suspects. Who's, oh, okay. Who's talking to uh, Kevin Smith the entire mm-hmm. time. Ke- Kevin Nealon. Kevin Klein. Um, okay. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so there's this. I mean, you know, go g- get a cigar and if you like it, you like it. And don't spend a lot of money on them. Because you can. You can spend a lot of money mm-hmm. on cigars. So, so maybe... Uh, mess around with all the cheaper ones yeah. see what you like as a standard thing i mean like a decent sized cigar at a cigar shop is going to be like five bucks or eight bucks right and you don't want to do that every day like that gets that's a lot of money as expensive as a as a significant cigarette habit right you know you don't want that if he's already smoke, if you're already smoking why do you want to also smoke cigars yeah that's a little weird too and it, it's two different types of smoking so you have to make sure that cigarettes and a pipe huh Maybe he's just trying to figure out which affectation will make him sure. seem the douchiest. <laughs> Have you tried wearing a fedora, Zach? <laughs> you know, I actually wrote this question to myself because I forgot what brand of cigar I smoke, and so I was hoping I would know. Right. Uh, if you put me on the turns spot, out, you kind of well, do on podcast. Yeah, I do kind of. Hey, um, what does Ar- what what did people drink before Arnold Palmer came around? I don't know. I think they just either drank iced tea or lemonade. And no one had to put them together? Yeah, I don't think so. Huh, genius. Did I ever, did I ever tell you my uh, my recipe for the Benedict Arnold Palmer? No. It's uh, one part uh, iced tea, one part lemonade, one part hollandaise sauce. <laughs> just <laughs> shake it up. And, mm. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, next question, Roy. Oh, sure. Uh, Danielle asks, I'm trying to invent a cocktail that involves this can of cantaloupe liqueur and i'm pretty uh, amused by the wordplay that is bach melon should i even consider mixing a bach and a liqueur and if so is there any way i'm going to satisfy satisfyingly fit into something that bach bach melon wall banger is going to apply to i could maybe see combining it with with the galliano but would i get rid of the orange juice entirely would i replace the vodka with the bach or have some of each help me obi hot dog kenobi I'm shitty at improvising. I'm shitty at reading questions. That was a weird question. I don't think I get the Bach melon. 
Coke. Well, I think he he likes that phrase, so he's trying to come up with a cocktail that is going to include a Bach, right? Beer, I assume. Yeah. And uh, some kind of melon liqueur. No. No? Don't, yeah, don't do that. Oh, that's, okay. Yeah, that's but my did I interpret it? I think, okay. I think so, but I there must be some reason that Bach melon is funny that I'm not... Oh, that we don't know why. Maybe like Bach melon Turner Overdrive. Sure, that would be funny. All right. Bach melon Griffith. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's Spanish and he wants to combine it with Andy Griffith. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, tell us what the results are like of your gross drinks that you're trying to come <laughs> up with, and then we can discuss. I mean, it might not be that bad, right? Like, so, like you can get some box that are so sweet that they're sort of like, you know, you could just like use a them. syrup. Yeah, you could use them in place like of a, a grenadine syrup. In it, yeah, but I mean, if I get melon, like, no. No. Melon uh, melon drinks are very, um, you know, I mean, obviously fruity and light. Yeah, you're not going to get one of those out of a skull. You're more like like, yeah. like you'd find like a, like a dick to suck it out of. <laughs> if, if you were being served that at a bar. Sure. You would just be like, oh, here you go. And they give you like the, you know, one of those fancy ceramic mm-hmm. tiki gods where you just suck the melon liqueur out of its dick. Right. And it's wearing penny loafers and no socks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i imagine that the the that the, type the, of the tiki, tiki guy would look at it look like that has to have been manufactured at some point like one of those fertility idols with just a big like a like a tiki mug oh that sure that like you yeah. that has a yeah. giant you know like what always struck me as weird about uh, i don't even know some fertility idol thing from like maybe the witches of eastwick whatever whatever mm-hmm. clued me into the existence of those like african statues that are like a dude with a giant erection uh-huh. it, it is bent 90 degrees it comes out and then bends right. straight upward has there ever been anybody whose dick worked like that um you know i've not seen every erection so i'm i'm not certain that, oh. that i can answer that question oh, i thought you had i'm sorry oh okay you thought that was my expert that was what i went to college for yeah <laughs> erection history um yeah i don't know i don't know if that's that's the case i have heard of weird uh, dick dick affectations <laughs> i had a friend uh, that guy's <laughs> dick isn't really bent 90 degrees he's just he's just doing that to get the attention Wait, those glasses aren't prescription. Um, I, I I did have a friend in school who told me that she had a boyfriend whose dick actually actually bent. Um, it came out and it bent ninety degrees to one side, or enough to where one could describe it that way. Mm-hmm. And she drew this little picture on the board of him, like being on one side of like in a room that had a corner on one side of the room and then his dick being able to look around the corner mm-hmm. yeah i don't know so i mean at that point it would be just as like if you were about to have sex with a girl it seems like it would be exactly as uncomfortable to just fold it in half as it would be to straighten it out right? do you think so same, i don't know same bending i don't know mm, well i think folding it would uh, yeah i guess so yeah, I don't it's know. It's pretty horrible to think about either way. Well, may, maybe that adds variety, right? Yeah. You know, if he has to go with, with... Who knows what that would feel. Maybe if you fold it backwards, it's like, yeah, I'm having sex with myself. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Then, but he'd have to sit on it for about a half hour, so... Oh, right. so it, felt like, yeah, it felt like a stranger. Uh, what's next? All right. Uh, we got a question from Ryan. Hey, advice, hot dog. How do I tell my friend Justin from Fort Worth who plays bass in a ska band? Episode 19. Thanks for that. 
that he needs to stop doing boring school stuff and finish the storyline for his video game so that I can finish coding it. Thanks. Uh, I don't know, man. It's hard to... Somebody gets, like, balls deep in that ska groupie poon, and there is no getting him out of it. There's no, there's no saying goodbye. Especially because of his hooked penis. You actually... It would kill him if you pulled him out of that ska groupie poon before he finishes. So you're just right. going to have to let this go on, and it might take mm-hmm. a while, you know? Well, uh, how far is he with his uh, boring school stuff? I mean, shouldn't you finish school? I don't care. Wait, isn't your advice always uh, go go live live life at its fullest? Drop out of school. Break up with that boyfriend. Yeah, that's always my advice. <laughs> tell, tell that guy to break up with his boyfriend, drop out of school, and also mm. give up on his stupid aspirations of making a video game story. I, you know, I don't think school is what's stopping him from finishing this thing. You think he's think not interested? In band is what's stopping him from it. Well, he sounds, he sounds lazy. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, you go, you get into a ska band, and th- listen. This is what this is what it, this is what you play in a ska band. Hey, 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 hey. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. That is somebody who has fucking checked out. Boy. <laughs> that is somebody who's like, well, I don't want to do anything that's challenging, so I'm going to be in a ska band because like the music is just sort of it writes itself, you know. But he plays bass in the ska band. He yeah. doesn't sing so the hey like, hey part. He also sing, they all sing the hey hey part. They do. That's how the can deal. you? They're all wearing a suit and they're all singing the hey hey part, except maybe the guy playing the sousaphone because you can't <laughs> yell and play the sousaphone at the same time. I see. But, you know, they could just be. They could just have a tape of a sousaphone that they're playing in the background. Couldn't they have a tape of uh, all of them going hey hey hey? Oh yeah, that'd be. It's hard to get like ten dudes to lip sync when they're wearing suits. Oh, well, they don't have to lip sync. Then every once in a while, they change it up, and one of them will say, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you get your friend to, to do the work that you want him to do so that you can do the work that you want to do. I also don't know when this podcast turned into a thing where I don't like ska, because <laughs> I totally like ska bands. Yeah, I remember the first time you told me about ska bands, and, and it was a cool thing that you could listen to a back east. I don't, I don't know. That was when you went went to, to yeah, school. Yeah, and I dated this girl who was in it. I would never buy an album of a ska band, but going to a ska show is kind of fun. It's, it's M- most energy. live shows you are fun, to right? It by jumping, which yeah, that I can do. Or spinning around, can't I you can spin jump around? And people don't make fun of me. Any other dancing I do, people are like, "Man, you're a bad dancer." Really? Man, you're how, a bad how do you dancer. how do you drive? How do you how, how do, do you I? drive around the dance floor? Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. They're like, you've killed like 40 people driving your stupid monster truck around this dance floor. Like, what? You said to move the way the music makes me feel. This music makes me feel like driving a monster truck across a crowd of people. Right. I'm just, I'm expressing myself. You can't um, fence I, me in. I want to interject with a uh, moment of I say things wrong. Um, Corinne once mentioned... She was trying to point out a bird that was walking across the lawn where we were living a few years ago. And instead she said... did she send you a text message that said, I just saw a bird? (laughs) No, I was with her. Um, (laughs) But uh, she meant to say, look at that bird walking walking through the yard. But instead she said, look at that bird driving through the yard. And uh, since then, I, um, you know, to be funny with her, I, I mentioned, you know, when I see birds driving around. But now whenever I try to say walking around or dancing around, I also say drive. Hmm. Cool. It's very confusing. Speaking of drive, R.E.M. broke up. Yeah. They had a song called Drive. How do you feel about that? I don't care. You I don't mean, care? They, 
like they're they were supposed to break up in 2000 they were they might as well have stopped existing after monster really Although a lot of people claim that new adventures in hi-fi is among their best but those people are wrong you think they're so dumb. tori Amos put out a new album again who cares it's ter- <laughs> it's, it's terrible i you could you could knock me over with a feather roy at this point <laughs> By I, by by having the audacity to suggest that Tori Amos would put out a shitty album. Oh, what happened? I I think people want to have careers that actually change and are meaningful, and then people who got into them earlier like this isn't what I'm familiar with. Bad, bad, and we go around with our pitchforks, but we don't actually know where Tori Amos lives, so yeah. we just get on with our lives and let her turn into Madonna. You know, it's not even that. Her stuff is just not fun anymore. I guess not all of her songs about rape were fun. But I'm just saying... uh, I mean, you're just not the same sensitive 16-year-old girl that you were when you first started listening to Tori Amos. Sure. I have have grown up. Um, They're just so much softer and boring. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Let's move on. Adam writes... How do you go about getting around a debilitating fear of interacting with strangers in a social situation? Or how do you get better at small talk in these situations? Fewer awkward silences, topics of conversation, etc. Roy, do you feel like you make small talk? You know, uh, whenever I really try to, I feel very self-conscious about it. Um, But that never really happens, right? Well, uh, small talk, I, I guess in the in my life would be like, say I go to a store and buy something and the person is kind of jokey with me. And instead of me just being polite and not being jokey back, um, wait, what what was the question? (laughs) I I think, um, the small talk would be in that context would be that I, I do joke back right, but you and that would be the small talk. But right? you don't have time for awkward silences in a conversation while the register is telling the clerk how much change to give you. Right. Like I, but, but you can continue something. If somebody says, okay, uh, again, a store situation, if you're standing in line with someone and uh, they comment something to you like, Oh, you know, that guy's an asshole and, you're like, mm, yeah, probably. Uh, or you can say, yeah, that guy really is an asshole. Let's talk about it and discuss. <laughs> then like try that. that. <laughs> try repeating what they said and then saying, let's talk about it. Yeah. That's that good, always works. That's a good tactic. That's always yeah. going to work. So, I mean, in, uh, like, I was incredibly socially awkward for a really long time, right? And part mm-hmm. of getting past that, I think, as an adult, has been just, like, not trying to insinuate myself into conversations that I didn't have anything to contribute to. Sure. Right? Like, it's not like... Like, there is a tendency to, like, this person is cool, I should go have a conversation with them, but you don't know anything about what they're talking about. Like, maybe they all know each other, and they're making jokes about something, and you just don't have any relevant experience to bring to bear. And if you didn't have a reason to go talk to them in the first place, like, I mean, that's the thing. I think a lot of awkwardness comes from not understanding that you need a context in order to put yourself into a social situation. And that's why, you know... 
that is why a lot of social constructs exist, right? Like, like what church in a lot of ways is popular because it gets a lot of people together and then they have something to talk about, right? You start a conversation about what's going on, some shared experience that you've had. Sure. Or, or whatever. School you know? is like school that, is right? Like that. Work I mean, is like that. Stu- you know, I guess, okay. So church also does stuff, I guess. It, it educates you about... Well, you have bake sales and stuff. Um, you know, I mean, what you're saying is the reason why I won't talk to a famous person in general. Like if, you know, if Tom Hanks were at your house, well, I guess if he were at your house, I would talk to him because I would Yeah, you'd say, be like, oh, how do you know Zach? I would, yeah. So so there's something, right? There's something common that, that you can, um, you know, sh- share. Um but if I were to see Tom Hanks on the street, I would not stop him to say, hello, you are awesome, or, or whatever oh, it is. But speaking of which, Roy, I was hoping that you could come over to my house tomorrow. Uh, my buddy Tom Hanks is, is going to show us some really, really cool knives oh. uh, that you might be interested in buying. You know, I do kind of like uh, seeing uh, knife shows. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be like, hey, check it out. This knife is so sharp that it can cut Zach's piano in half. I'm like, god damn it, Tom. I well, told you, not He probably the piano. gives you a replacement piano, doesn't no, he? Maybe, I don't know. Okay. That, That's I mean, a weird demonstration. He's got a lot of money, but if he had a lot of money, why would he be trying to sell these knives? You know, I don't the know. Knife, maybe the knife costs more than the piano. Right. That'd be crazy. I guess that's true. Maybe some knife. Yeah, it would be some, some knife. knife. Yeah. A lot more charming. Really than would a be knife a knife. From Green Acres. <laughs> Green Acres? <laughs> yeah, that was just a Pulp Fiction joke. <clears throat> oh. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I wish. I wish that I knew what to tell people who were like, how do I stop being such a dweeb? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I did it, but I don't remember how. Well, you know what? What I do is I am quite, I actually am just quiet a lot. (laughs) But you're not creepy quiet. You're quiet and listening. Like Mm -hmm. there are people, you know, like I imagine this kid feels like he comes across. Maybe he doesn't come across that way, but like it is creepy to walk up to a group of people who are talking about stuff and just stand there silently because you don't have anything to say. Sure. Right. Um, and it's also, it's also weird to just like interject yourself into a conversation. Like that's, but I think he's talking about, uh, say you meet someone, right. You know, in a regular context that you would meet this person like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm Roy, you're Zach and, and we meet for the first time. And, uh, you know, what do you do after that part is over? You know, like, how do you get onto a conversation? You know, if I were to meet one of our listeners and, you know, we talk a little bit about the show and, uh, you know, they tell me what they think or whatever. um, How do you you move on from there? How do you move on from there? I mean, you have to, it's like, it's like getting girls. You can't do it on purpose. You just have to concentrate on other stuff. Mm -hmm. Get interesting right like work on stuff learn about stuff until you know and have done interesting stuff and then you've got something to talk about right sure no that i agree then you but... got the, you've got the confidence that it takes to just be drowning in a sea of poontang <laughs> and then and then any guy that you want to talk to they're like what's your secret bro how do you get all this poontang oh, and you you're tell drowning them, in a sea of them and, and then it. you can tell them the story of your life and then it's like, oh, that's like, and then they admire you and then you guys, okay. I don't know, fist bump. Well, it seems like you, you would ask them off. for some kind of life vest because you're drowning. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a good kind of drowning, am I right? Right. All right, what's next? 
Mike says, I've recently gotten into the hobby of geocaching, and it's a great activity. My three-year-old loves going treasure hunting with daddy, and my girlfriend enjoys it too. Thing is, I think it's time to give back to the community. Any thoughts, ideas, or advice on hiding some cool caches for others to find? They can't be buried, but generally speaking, anything else goes so long as they don't look like pipe bombs. You ever done any geocaching? No. I, I really like the idea, though. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, you go and you Have find you done some this? little... Yeah, I, like a couple... I was like, hey, I wonder if there's one close to my house, and there's one just like right down the block, and it was just like, and what is somebody's it? Fa- it's a, it, well, in this case, it was a fence post with like a little trap door in it, and uh, you open up the trap door, and then there's just some stuff. There's like some toys, and there's like a little book that you sign saying when you found it and what your name is. No, it's kind of like to. my time capsule. Yeah, it is like it is like little time capsules. There, there are some like sort of formalized games that people play, kind of with them, where they say like, "Oh, so this is my little dog tag thing, and I would like for this thing to go to San Francisco." So if you're geocaching and you know that you're going to be somewhere in between here and San Francisco take this and put it in a geocache there and then somebody will find it and move it and you just you just see like how long it takes for hmm. a thing to just get from one place to another yeah, uh, Richard neat. Garriott who we met at DragonCon uh, put a geocache on the International Space Station really? yeah I don't think anybody's gonna find it well someone might maybe yeah, I guess um, I don't know you know I have this box of crap that I that I've like you know what I I, I don't want to get rid of anything some some of that is in it, yeah. I've mm-hmm. got a lot of boxes of crap, really. I don't want to get rid of this, but I don't know why I don't want to get rid of it. You know, it's just like, oh, this sure. is kind of a cool thing, and somebody would like this. I hate the idea of just throwing something away if somebody would get some use out of it or right. would, would enjoy it. And so I think, well, I should go and put these in a geocache. Or I should make my own geocache, but what always holds me up is like, you know what would be really awesome is if I took like a river rock and somehow made that into like a treasure chest. So I start thinking about like how would how would you do that? So I I could like rent a wet saw and I could like you know make the I could cut it I could uh-huh. I could definitely imagine how to cut a rock in half, mm-hmm. uh, but then figuring out how to like hollow it out and then like put a clasp and a hinge on it and then yeah I don't even know <clears> I have an idea like, that's a lot of work. The, so this is why you stop every time because you want to put it in a river rock which is also a treasure chest i come up with a i come up with some cool idea for a geocache and then i'm like no that's way too much work Mm -hmm. and so i don't ever do anything like take one of these objects go to a nearby geocache and put it in there okay you know which would be so are you supposed to take stuff and put it in an established geocache or can you make a new one you can make a new one okay one of them and who do you tell you you if you make a new one you like register it on geocaching.com oh it's a website there is yeah there is a website dedicated i i I don't think that it would be really sustainable as a widespread hobby without a central repository of information about where they were right right because you there's probably some kind of phone app right oh yeah oh yeah yeah there is I've never gotten it because it costs $10, and I think, that's way too expensive. And then I think, you know... <laughs> it's what dumb, stops you from the, making a geocache. The shit that I buy for $10, and for whatever reason, the fact sure. that it's a phone app makes me not want to... Yeah. I make a lot of terrible decisions about geocaching. <laughs> I, I know how you can make a treasure chest that looks like a river rock. I don't want it to look like... I want it to be a river, a river rock. rock. Yeah. Then just... Um, here, here's the thing. You get a river rock, you tell people that there's stuff inside of it. <laughs> 
And then you just put it somewhere. You just draw, draw a hinge on the outside of it. Or just, just super glue. No, just glue a hinge on it. Yeah, make it look like yeah. there is stuff yeah, inside. Is, all right, so at these coordinates, there's a totally awesome treasure inside mm-hmm. a rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I have thought about geocaching, and, and one of the things that I wanted to do was, but I think this is a different, different, yeah, it is different, because I wanted to uh, put stuff in hot air, hot air balloons. <laughs> And then have them go around the country and then wherever they landed, if somebody found them, then they could get in touch with me and tell me that they found the thing. It's not a hot air balloon, like a helium (laughs) balloon. He was just like, hey, take this back to Texas, Mr. Scoresby. Then you just hand it to one of those balloon (laughs) men. Um, Yeah, that's... Good reference. Yeah, sure. That's a thing. You could... Yeah, is it, but does that uh, count did, as did geocaching? You, wanna, you can also do the kind of geocaching where there's like a hole in a fence and you put your dick through it and then just wait there for <laughs> until someone to come finds and touch it. Your dick. Yeah, well, you no, you huh. put it are there the glor- glory holes that yeah, are geocaches? You, you, Gloripedia, you will. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, is there a repository for all the different glory holes and how far they are oh, away from your zip code? There probably is. I mean, I totally don't know. <laughs> if there's a website for that or not what because i mean i'm not looking that up sure um i've never really had any good ideas for like so there was a spot on the trail on mount rainier that i was like ah oh, fuck i wish i had something that i could put in a geocache here because there was just this really awesome hollow tree mm-hmm. um but you know um, i didn't have anything or you know i kind of could have left like all my food there <laughs> Hey, sorry guys. I'm gonna have to borrow some. I'm gonna have to borrow mm-hmm. some mashed potatoes tonight. I geocached all my food. You know what would be really neat? Um, when we went to Max FunCon, and I've thought about this, um, I found this really huge acorn, and I've thought of making a mold of it so that I could cast it and like resin. Would be really neat is if what you could do is something like that, but inside of it was like a little USB drive. And then you could put some kind of message like "hello" on it, and then put or, that hello, somewhere. Please enjoy this picture of my balls. Right. Yeah. And then a virus that replaces all of their family photos with pictures of your balls. Right. But just the faces. It also has a face recognition software that just makes. Oh look, here's Junior's first steps. Mm-hmm. Why is Why is your son's face yeah. a big hairy pair of balls? And you'd want to write the uh, program. Found this acorn. It's, it's kind of a long story. So that it doesn't just paste the balls, it actually removes the image from oh, below. Yeah, because otherwise puts you could just, bo- yeah, you you could could just, just use take that Photoshop tool for removing balls. Yeah, the, that app. Um, no, something like that, where you're casting like a little object or have a particular thing that wouldn't break down, maybe without the, the drive, but just like an acorn that had your name, phone well, number, and social security right. number. <laughs> yeah, just... Here's all my credit card numbers. Whosoever finds this magic acorn will gain the glorious treasure of all of sure. the money that I have left. You you get a credit card just for that purpose, and then you can track you know the sales. Did you hear about that guy that did that Starbucks geocache in reverse? The Starbucks geocache it forward. <laughs> the guy who had the Starbucks gift card that like anybody could add money to, and then anyone could use it. Huh? No. I don't know. It was just some weird. Who had the card though? I don't know. Some dude. He got a Starbucks gift card with like a hundred dollars. It was a rechargeable one that you could recharge online, and you could just give them. You could print out a thing that, and then just scan it and use it. Oh, I see. Starbucks. Okay, and so it that's was just how. this weird, like, sort of crowd thing. And how'd it work? I don't know. Was everyone able to sustain it? I don't know. 
Okay. I didn't. I wasn't interested enough. I was interested enough to bring it up on this podcast, but I wasn't mm-hmm. interested enough to actually know to anything read the about rest it. of the article. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, Mercurial in Madison writes, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. I used to really enjoy coffee, but about six months ago after I got a bad flu, no, I got a bad flu after drinking some. Now the taste makes me a little queasy. On one hand, I like not being addicted to caffeine. On the other hand, I don't like being the I don't like coffee guy because fuck that guy. I'm pretty sure I could learn to like coffee again. Should I? Also send in a postcard photo of Monsieur Wong. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a pretty... Um, yeah, I'll post it on the on the Facebook so that people can also enjoy Monsieur Vong. Yeah, that's like just like a, some Chinese kid's head on top of like a Vietnam vet guy's body. No, he's really built. Yeah. This Monsieur. We'll, but his, his we'll forearms look like a middle-aged man's forearms. Sure, it's and like that cover of... looks like he's 13. Bossy Pants by Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's rough, man. Like, how did... Wait. You're skipping over the the main thing in this question. How did he get a flu from drinking some coffee? He didn't coffee? get a flu from drinking coffee, but you know, I mean, did, have you never had that happen where like you eat something and then you get sick, and for whatever reason, the part of our brain that evolved to like handle cause and effect from food just triggers on this thing that you know has nothing to do with you being sick. Mm-hmm. Like I basically stopped drinking milk because of that and never started again. Like when I was a kid. I drank a bunch of milk and then I got sick. And so I was like, man, it was the milk. It was the milk that made me sick. And I just never really drank milk again. Really? After that. And it happened to my dad. Is that dad. why your bones are so brittle? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I just fall apart. I eat a lot of cheese, so it's mm, okay. And okay. I take a lot of Tums. So actually, oh, I'm prob- I probably good. have a thousand. I'm going to start laying eggs. I'm <laughs> consuming so much fucking calcium. Um, <clears throat> my dad went for years and years without eating green beans because he ate green beans once and then got sick and maybe he got sick from the green beans and maybe he didn't. Huh. I, uh, I do not, I never really got back into, uh, like deep fried stuff after getting really sick. And okay, so I ate some deep fried mushrooms and then had like 15 beers and then I went <laughs> home and got sick. So I'm like, Oh, it had to have been the mushrooms. Right. And so I just haven't been able to, I haven't been able to, you know, I haven't tried it's like the, the limes from all those tequilas yeah, must be the lime. But I mean, that, that'll happen, right? Like you will just, you will associate some particular food that I've you never ate. done that. You've never had that. Happen. No. And uh, he, I have a good example where, um, I once went to San Francisco and went out uh, to sushi with, with some friends. And I was there for a few days and really wanted sushi again. And, you know, no one would go with me because it was breakfast time and uh, they were all grossed out. Uh, and they told me of a good place. I was within walking distance. I could not find that place. So I found the closest place that I could. And it was, you know, like $10 for, you know, like a huge amount of sushi. And I ate this whole plate and it was not good. It was kind of old fish. And I could tell while I was eating it that I probably shouldn't be eating this. This is probably bad. But I, you know, 10 bucks or however much I paid was a kind of a big deal to me. Um, so I went back to my friend's house and explained the situation, telling them, you know, I kind of feel bad about this. And, you know, they both convinced me to make myself vomit. And I did, which I hate doing that, but it never turned me off. It didn't turn me off of sushi even the next day. Yeah, but that's different. How is that different? It's getting sick. You weren't like sick for days. I'm not talking about like throwing oh, up sure. once. Okay. Like the mushroom thing I was talking about throwing <laughs> up once, but like, I don't know. That, that This is definitely a thing that can happen to people. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I haven't really experienced it. 
yeah. my, myself. But I mean, so is it worth it if you're somebody who used to like coffee but doesn't like coffee anymore? Is it worth it to like get over that hump again? I don't think it is because the enjoyment should come from liking it. Yeah, but you, you shouldn't. But nobody likes it to begin with. Well, you're weird. You enjoyed your first so, cigarette. You enjoyed your first taste of whiskey. You enjoyed my your first, first coffee. You also enjoyed your first blowjob. Yeah, which is totally weird. I mean, most people really have to. Yeah, really, really have, have to power to, through that. It's yeah. like an acquired taste. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I would I would do it because I like coffee, and I and I would know like if suddenly my palate was just reset. If the part of my brain that physically appreciated coffee got rebooted somehow, mm-hmm. I would. I would get through it again. I would work towards it. I would make myself because drink you coffee remember because liking I remember coffee. How much I appreciate coffee. Okay, you know, and and <clears throat> I, I mean, know. we we have plenty of friends that don't drink caffeine or coffee, and there's something wrong with them. You think so? Yes. Why is that? I think on a fundamental level, people who have not—it's like people who don't drink beer. I vowed long ago that I was never going to date a girl that didn't drink beer. Mm-hmm. Like, a, but that's because you drink beer. No, it's because drinking beer, being able to drink beer represents a commitment to vice that is necessary in order for me to respect someone. Hmm. That's dealing, an odd one. Dealing with how bad beer is long enough to get to the point where you actually like beer proves that A, you can make a plan and stick to it, and B, that getting drunk is a powerful enough goal for you mm. that it's you're like actually to willing to commit some resources to it. Mm-hmm. And and it's important. And I mean, I think like I kind of feel the same way about coffee, right? Like the kind of person who never got around to developing a taste for coffee. And so they still just drink fucking diet Coke or whatever when they're 30 or 35. Like that person just didn't really grow up. Hmm. So you associate it with with growing up, yeah. Like being an adult, uh, an adult drinks coffee, drinks beer. An adult does things that are unpleasant in the short term for long term gain, right? It is, a, and and you know that's whatever. Like Kevin doesn't drink coffee, and Kevin is not like a oh instant gratification. I'm not going to plan anything or or do anything right because that's clearly the opposite of who he is. But there's still something wrong with him. I don't trust him because he doesn't drink coffee. That's not true. He does drink beer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. Like, yeah. There's also, this guy even admits in this question, he doesn't want to be the I don't drink coffee guy because fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Hmm. I would say that if you really, really don't want to go through the process of weaning yourself onto coffee again, uh, do you wean yourself onto something? Yeah, I think so. Um I think that you don't have to. If the idea of it still makes you queasy, then you're not past that brain thing from being sick, and so don't don't force yourself to. You, you could start with uh, coffee ice cream. That stuff's really coffee good. Coffee enemas. Coffee enemas always. You're not tasting it, so yeah. you'll be. You fine. could just mainline. You could inject coffee right into like a maybe like one of the veins on your dick. Right, but he wants to get used to the. Uh, yes, the, that's a good suggestion. Okay, but so he wants to get used to the flavor and then put that in your mouth as yeah. a way of getting a little bit of the taste. Right, of right, yeah. filtered through through the okay, the membrane so of the penis. You, you soak a bunch of chiggers in coffee, mm-hmm. and then you let them bite your boyfriend's nutsack. Mm-hmm. Rub some oil on it, some fine oil, right? Know, maybe some icy hot, because that probably feels nice. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think yeah, that seems one. Like a, I don't think it's oil. Really, really <laughs> terrible idea for a lot of reasons. I mean, or if you have some wasabi <laughs> at hand, yeah, just, just rub some wasabi in his dick eye. 
And I'm sure the chickers won't like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, they'll be mad. They might not kill them, but yeah, they'll they'll get steamed. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, and then I was, you know, it continues on to the coffee coming out in the load. That, sure. that was yeah, no, the, when, you know, the when, chiggers, you, yeah. you've painted really, a good picture. It's, it's the circle of life, you know. Uh, I would also suggest uh, coffee candies. Those things are really great. So you could start with those. Uh, okay. Yeah. But you you only drink coffee uh, black. I do. So they don't make coffee candies that are just black coffee yeah, without well, they sugar. Do, they do. It's just a coffee bean, and you just sort of chew on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, co- yeah, really uh, like chocolate-covered coffee beans, no, right? No, you can just... Oh, just eat coffee yeah. beans. Yeah. I remember uh, reading uh, Red Sky at Morning, which is this novel that I read uh, when I was in high school for like a book report. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy, the kid uh, comes home drunk, and like the maid knows that he's been drinking and she was like here and hands him a coffee bean to chew on to get the booze off of his breath. Oh. I was like, oh, that seems like a cool idea. Have you ever tried it? I never have. I oh. never had a coffee bean handy. Well, I guess that's well, true. No, I've never really been interested in concealing alcohol on my breath. <laughs> I, You're always proud. Yeah. Was, yeah, dad. <sighs> I mean, I didn't really drink when I was underage. So right. I, uh, I didn't really either. I had like maybe two or three occasions where I had, a Mickey's Big Mouth. And uh, one time I was at a party and was explaining to someone that, you know, my parents are very conservative and would not be happy with me drinking uh, when I was underage or uh, doing anything associated with drinking, which is why they didn't want me drinking. Um and I had been maybe smoking and drinking a little bit, and I was kind of uh, flipping out about having to go home and see see my parents. And my friend, who is now some kind of Christian missionary, said, oh, just tell them that you were really horny and had sex, and that's why you're acting weird. Uh, Great advice, I huh? I don't think they would have liked that. You know, it's weird that you didn't want to be around your parents when you'd been smoking cigarettes, because you had no problems at all hanging out with your parents when you were on acid. It was like your favorite thing. Uh, you were well, just like, you know, I don't want to go out with you guys. I want to stay here and keep talking to my parents. Their faces are melting and shit. It's awesome. <laughs> they were never melting. It's just that they're, you know, it's really weird. Also, whatever you're doing on acid is your favorite thing. <laughs> okay. Um, don't, don't do acid, kids. Yeah, drugs are terrible. Yeah. Also, I hope your parents don't listen to this show. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Because now they're just going to wonder. They're going to look back on their entire lives at every yeah, and question everything. Ever and think, I'll bet he was always just all crazy horny from just having had sex. Right. Even in the times before you were married and it was okay with Jesus. Right. Roy. <clears throat> yes. If somebody wanted to ask us a question, how would they go about asking us that question? I think that they would first go to our website, advicehotdog.com, and then... Uh, on that site, they would see links to the Gmail, which is advicehotdog at gmail.com, or they would see a link to Facebook, which is that word slash uh, advicehotdog, or they could follow us and send us questions on Twitter, which is at advicehotdog. They can also send us um, a postcard, which we are now clearing that up, everyone. Um, it turns out that when you have a post office box, you need to tell them that you are receiving um letters or postcards to some weird name that they, they didn't associate with that post oh, really? office box. Is it yeah. straightened out? No, but we will straighten it out. Oh, okay. You need to go in and tell them that. Oh, okay. Um, and you can send us a postcard to advice hot dog at 
uh, P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona, 85274. Or you can give us a call at 769-218-9225. Roy218Zach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do that. I got those uh, text message notifications with the useless transcriptions of some calls that came in. So we've had some calls come in. Well, one of them was about the postcards, what you're oh, supposed to do. Oh. Not going to make any promises about reading any of the calls because they're often real stupid. We had a we had a good run. We had a good. Oh, okay, good I I think I mean the postcard one is not one that we can really use on the show. Is good information. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I don't remember what the second one was. I didn't I didn't listen to it. But but I would like to get more calls. I really enjoy the calls. Yeah. So so keep calling. Yeah, I felt like last uh, the last show was one of our best. Yeah, I you enjoyed do? it. I played it for my lady friend, and, and she laughed. And she and liked laughed. it. I was trying to go to sleep, and she kept laughing, and she kept me awake with her laughter. Oh, sweet. I know. Uh, Hey, how about a stinger? Let's do that. Who writes this stinger? Michael writes. uh, Really, uh, this is longer than a stinger. But the basic question is, side of fries or baked potato? Aren't there some... uh... Some mitigating circumstances yeah, but with we that? we don't care. We make up mitigating circumstances. Okay. If the fries are soaked in urine, uh, baked potato. If the baked potato is soaked in urine, fries. If they're both soaked in urine, whichever one seems like it's soaked in the better tasting urine. Fries. Yeah, it's probably the fries. Fries would be in the better tasting urine. Um, you know... Also, they would get coated more evenly, right? Because with the baked potato, it'd be just on the outside, and you'd have more potato flavor oh, and less of the, the urine. Of the urine yeah. But with the fries, you would get a better coat on all of the fry. Right. So if you wanted the urine... Yes. No, I'm saying... So the thing is, a good baked potato is better than the best fries. A bad baked potato is worse than the worst fries. Yeah, because it's so much stuff that is kind of bland and gross. But good, really? You don't think there are ever any really great fries? I don't think that I've ever had a French fry that's as good as the best baked potato I've ever had. And what, what would consist of a really great baked potato for know, you? Just a good potato. Like, not leathery on the outside. Like, the skin's, like, pretty chewy. But like, it pops? The skin, you can eat it. Like, it's not gross. Not the ones that are completely coated in salt, making mm-hmm. it so you can't eat Because a lot of people that are you weirded just out have by to eating eat the potato inside. skins, and they don't, no, they don't I, eat them. No, I like the I really skin. like eating the potato skins, mm-hmm. too. Um, what's weird is that people who will be grossed out by eating the skin on a baked potato, and yet they will order potato skins right. as an appetizer at a place. I also really like uh, potato skins. Boy, I really don't. Oh, I don't, really? I don't like uh, I don't like French fries either. Oh, it takes a lot. I really like, like French, French fries. fries, but what I really like about French fries more than anything is that I'm really into sauces. So I really like having a variety of Why sauces. Don't you just eat it's like spoonfuls of sauce. It helps the medicine go down. You know what? When I'm at home, I do do that. Yeah, but when I'm somewhere where they're serving fries and a sauce, I can't really do that. So you just like eat a spoonful of like barbecue sauce? No, I mean I will eat. Um, I also don't like barbecue sauce that much. Um, I like other sauces, but um, if I'm eating fries or something like that that has a sauce and there's sauce left over, I will you just do shots of it. Mm, sure, cool. If it's a good sauce, it's not really going to shoot back like a shot. You're going to have to. Uh, squish it out with your finger here's what you do you get a baked potato with everything on the side you dip your fork in all of the sides and then eat a bite of the potato it's mm, good yeah i had one of those tonight you and did you baked potato sunday with some dumb australian pun in the name <laughs> like I, what i don't remember what it was called 
Billabong Sid- cream. Sydney Sinful Sunday. Because oh, Sydney, any, any, actually, yeah. anything that is Sydney has, has to do with Australia. Mm-hmm. Like Sydney Poitier. Sure. Australian actor. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's enough show. You think that's enough? I do. Um, don't forget to send us your questions. Uh, also, your comments on iTunes, uh, if you'd like. Uh, because, you know, t- tell your friends. Uh, that helps us out. And, uh, you know, check out our, our sister podcast, Video Games Hot Dog, at uh, videogameshotdog.com and uh, Family Hot Dog at that same word.com. I, uh, I need to make a Hot Dog Network website so that we can say, hey, sure. check out the Hot Dog Just Network. go to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. But Maybe send us your questions. Yeah, and you guys can send questions to every podcast at once. Yeah. Hey, guys, where do I go to buy my child a Nintendo? Right. And that one would go to Video Games Hot Dog and Family Hot Dog. And Advice Hot Dog. Yeah. So we would just, an- we would just answer it on all three? We'd answer it three times. Oh, okay. But different. We'd give a funny answer. Video Games Hot Dog would give an answer where, I don't know, we have made uh, an argue about joke it? about a race. Okay. Or, or that doesn't sex- happen at this sexual one. sexual orientation. Not nearly as much. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Those guys bring out the worst in me. Huh. Uh, and then I've never listened to Family Hot Dog, so I have no idea what they would say. Oh, they, you know, they'd come up with some answers. Honking and squealing. <laughs> I don't think they honk on that show. You don't, th- you don't think so? No. Well, that's what, <laughs> I've listened to it. There's no honking. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.